Fancy, 2021. <laughs> 2021. League of Degenerates. As uh, Susan Waldman clearly pointed out, she doesn't even want to know. I'm assuming most don't. That's fine. It's okay. So what do I have today? Um, power rankings. So these always stir up some trouble. I'm okay with it. Um, I take that heat. As I've said earlier, build different. So, you know, it's normal for me. It's whatever. Um, I'm going to go down from... I'm going to, sorry, go up from number 10 all the way up to number 1. I'm going to start at the, at the bottom and uh, make my way up to who I think is worst the best. And this was actually genuinely hard. Uh, even the teams I thought were a little bit worse have really good strengths. So it's hard to, like, you know, figure out where to place people against each other. Another hard reason, like, hard part of the rankings was, like, different strategies people have. It's also hard to rank, like, uh, uh, if someone has a good starting pitcher strategy and someone else has, like, just a little bit worse of a starting p pitching strategy, should they be back-to-back -back against each other on the power rankings? Or should, you know, someone else who did, like, more of a normal strategy, who I think did pretty good, be in between them? It was hard to, like, rank. So I think, uh, especially because we don't know how the season's going to pan out, um... I think the overall rankings right now are a little bit potentially scuffed. I don't know how that's going to go. But I definitely think the grades are important and some of the stuff maybe I have to say. Maybe I'm dead wrong on some of, the, some of my thoughts on people's teams. Um, some of them I, I might not be. Um, just projections like last year. So overall, um, I'm not. Uh, last year I projected DeSimone to win. I don't really have a clear winner this time. Last time, I really did think DeSimone had such a good team. He could take the whole thing. Um, this time, he did rank high again. But I, I don't have like a, a de decisive winner. Um, so just for um, the ideas of the difference from this year, last year. Last year, Peter was 10th in the league in uh, the start of the season power rankings. Uh, Ethan Sheckman, the show, was 9th. Lucas Iron Dome was 8th. Kyle Semyon Staines Roy was 7th. Um, Dane New York Skankies was 6th. Brett Scott's Tots was 5. I, Josh, uh, My Team is Garbage was 4. Astronomical Vibrators was 3. Tyler. Um, Chris Fear Boners was 2. And uh, Ethan DeSimone Park Ridge Pool Pals was number 1. Um... Also, keep in mind, I don't know how long this is going to go. I'm going to try and do decent on time. This is definitely going to be the longest one we probably have, like, ever. So, keep that in mind. Um, so, who was I right and who was I wrong on last year? Conroy in the seventh side is about right for where he finished. Obviously, we know I was wrong on Lucas. I was even technically a bit wrong on, uh, on Ethan Checkman. He ended up finishing towards, like, the a little bit higher. So I wasn't I, I wasn't dead wrong on what on where he finished, but I was wrong that he wasn't one of the worst teams. Same with Peter. Peter also finished somewhere towards the middle bottom half. Um, so th you could mix up seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, Kyle, Lucas, Ethan, Sheckman, and uh, Peter, a good amount there. But they all did finish towards that area. 
Um, but then you have to mix me in, too. Because I was ranked myself fourth. I ended up doing awful. I think I was ninth. Um, D-, D. Simone and Chris were outright on record two of the best teams in the league, and I ranked them one, too. So I was pretty spot on with that. Tyler should have dropped a little bit, and then we all know Brett should have been much lower. Unfortunately, he had a really bad season, so. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Um, so now this season. Here's the premiere right now. Everyone might have already seen this and then be watching the podcast second. Or, sorry, <laughs> watching. Listening to the podcast second. So you might already know the rankings. But if you're listening to the podcast first, it goes this way. And I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry. If you're not happy with your spot, kiss my freaking ass. We have Ethan Sheckman, number 10, coming in at last, the show. Number 9, we got Lucas Irondome. Number 8, we got Kyle Playboy Island, formerly Simeon Stains Roy. Number 7, we got Brett Scott's Tots. Number 6, we got Pete, KFC is better than Popeyes. Number 5, we got Dane, New York Skankies. Number four, we got the Astronomical Vibrators and Tyler. Number three, we got Chris, Fear Boners. Number two, I ranked myself pretty high this year. Um, my team is Garbage, Josh. And uh, Park Ridge Pool Pals, DeSimone, finishes first again. Uh, just this after draft, looking at how the teams look, right? Um, things change. Injuries. Uh, great pickups stuff. So nothing here is remotely locked in as we saw last season. Some of Lucas's great pickups and some good luck he had on some pitchers last year flipped his team upside down, made it completely different. Um, even Sheckman with some good pickups and also p- uh, picks we thought early on in Hanser Alberto that were bad ended up being massively good. So none of this is set in stone, but I just think certain people drafted better than others, and we're gonna see. How that is. So, to start off with Ethan Sheckman, I ranked his hitting a C plus and his pitching a D plus. Uh, sounds harsh, I know. And if you want the full description of each one, um, you can go to it uh, on the um, overview uh, that I'm going to post on Twitter. Um, but for right now, I'm just going to overall go down the list of like every of of your team. So, um, Darno. I like. Uh, Dom Smith as your starting first baseman is like... I like him. It's just he he could have issues with playing time. You got Machado and whatnot. You got some good bats. But the thing that I was always saying with your group of hitters that felt like there weren't enough like big bats um, to anchor, anchor the categories that you wanted to grab. It's clear that you definitely want to go after steals and some speed. And I like that you have the depth with that six freaking bench players. Pick up some fucking pitchers. Jesus Christ. Um, but, you know, um, there are several good safe bets that you took. And got, I like Andres Jimenez. That's a good pick. Donaldson, for where you got him, I think is a safe pick. Marte, for where you got him. Starling Marte, safe pick. And there's a bunch of guys I kind of like, but a lot, no one overwhelmed me in thinking that they're going to be super big, other than Machado, maybe Albis. Um, so that's why I gave that ranking not a great ranking. And then obviously, you know where this is going, the D-plus for pitchers. I do think I am being a, a bit nice 
with the D plus. Um, you only drafted six pitchers. One who is suspended for the Yankees and Chapman. So, um, if you fill the other spots and whatnot, um, you know, maybe things would be different. But more important, I like I generally see the pro- the path you're trying to go. Right, you're trying to have three really ace baller pitchers to hold you up each week, get you in a good spot in the area and whip and qualify. Right, you're pitching for the week, and then have you hand it over to your three closers to try and get your saves for the week. I get it. You're trying to do like a closer type thing, and you don't want to have too many pitchers that are not good to screw that up. You should still fill your roster. Maybe even get other closes. There are still other closes that I technically do have jobs right now or are competing for jobs that I think are worth looking at, even if they're not starting every all the time. Um, and if that were to happen, you get some guys like that, or um, you take your pitching another direction and you invest in them heavily. I think that could change too, and then you get a good good overall balanced pitching group. Uh, but you're gonna have to invest some of that bench over to some starters. Um, anyway, over to Lucas Iron Dome. So his hitting, I gave a B plus, and his pitching a C. So overall, his top hitters, he's got Trout, Tatis, Pete Alonso. So you're probably wondering how that's a B plus, so I'll, and I'll get to that. Um, pretty much right now, CJ Crone, right, is filling in for Voight for the moment until Voight comes back. And, uh, overall... The hitting is, like, big, t- has some, like, big boppers, right? You got the big pop. Um, I don't really see a whole lot of stolen bases coming from the team. If Tucker continues that trend, him and Tatis could get some. But I don't think this will be, like, a super speedy team. Um, but the nice part is that when you have the uh, big hitters, when you got, like, Rosario who can hit for a lot, of course, Nelson Cruz, Glaber, Tatis... Pete Alonso, hopefully Garver can come back into form, right? Um, you got all this power. It's good to have, and I like that he took these guys, guys like Gio Urshela and uh, Jeff McNeil, to anchor up that average. Hopefully Mountcastle can be big too, right? Um, so I think overall it's a pretty solid group. Um, if, if his other guys can bring up his average for the for the guys who hit hard, Um I think it's a pretty solid group just with a little bit lacking in stolen bases. So, because the stolen bases aren't great, and I don't think his pop in comparison to some other teams is huge, um, I had to give him B plus. So, pitching C, you know why I'm doing this. It's just the classic Lucas pitching, right? Um, I don't see how this pitching staff, and I pro- maybe I could have said this last year, but I don't see how this pitching staff is going to do what it did for you last year. In my opinion, your most talented pitcher is Sale, and he's out for a long time, right? Um, or it's assumed he will be. Uh, Strasburg, I do like. It's just super volatile to have him with his injury be your full-on ace because there is a drop-off after that. Urias, especially, be- again, I hate to say it, but being a freaking Dodger, it's always tough to have Dodgers pitchers because they always get taken out early. Um, pitch count limited. Uh, taken in and out of the rotation for other people. So, they're tough to have. So, he's hard to count on. McCullers gets injured constantly, and he also pitches in the high threes in his better seasons. He's hard, tough, too. 
Then you have to have Marcus, uh, Marco Gonzalez, guys like Marquez, Teon, have like career years, especially Marco. After just having a career year, you're asking him to potentially have another. Um, or at least play just as good as he did. And I'm, I'm in a full season, I'm assuming he's going to get beat up potentially a little bit more. But I like the bet on McKenzie. Even though I said some stuff about Teon, about him being limited and you're asking a lot from him, I do like the bet. Same with Javier. Tamon Walker was a nice little pickup right there. So I don't hate your pitching. I think it has potential. I just think it's weak in comparison to other people's pitching uh, for um, the the strategy you want to do, which is starting pitching strategy. So anyway, we're going to now move on to Conroy. Now he's going to be probably the most upset. He's expecting to be first in the power rankings. I don't know how, but I'm assuming this is why. Um, my grades for him. Hitting is an A. Highest grade in the whole power rankings. That's probably why he's thinking, you know, I'm number one. But pitching is C-. minus. So I ranked him over Lucas, even though his pitching is worse, because it's A. The A hitting is pretty overwhelming. Um, almost, if you look at his lineup, almost everyone is pretty much a, a legit bona fide star, for the most part. Uh, I have some stuff I wrote on him, but I don't really even need it right now. Um, overall, he's right. His projections, not that that matters, has several people hitting over 35 in last season, in the shortened season. Several people hitting double-digit homers. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being at least a top-hitting team, barring injury, of course, to guys like Stanton, especially, too, who's very injury-prone. Um, this team could be Probably, like, the biggest mashers of everyone. Uh, maybe even have a bit of stolen bases. Because who knows if Harper uh, continues to steal a little. I know Luis Robert and Story can a bit. That's about it. But if Harper can add in a little bit too and actually use some of the stolen bases that he did in the 60 games into a full season, that would be awesome. Um, then you go down to the pitching, right? Here's why his pitching's worse than Lucas. I like... Probably like Woodruff more than Strasburg. So I'll give him that. Um, Woodruff had... Yeah, I definitely do. Woodruff has been balling out. I don't know how, how I feel about him because he doesn't feel super legit to me. But regardless, Kyle is asking him... Oh, sorry, Playboy is uh, asking him to be an ace-ace. You know, he has to be the guy because he has to uplift several other players. Jesus Lazardo. Um, very good pitcher, but to ha have measure two when he just pitched in a ha shortened season, a 4-1 ERA, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, Sean Manaya had a bad season last year. You're counting on him now. Your fourth pitcher is a pitcher as a starting off season with dead arm. Looks like he'll be back pretty soon, but regardless, Zach Eflin could be very fluky. He has a long career of being very like really average, and then you're asking him to be a legit pitcher. It does help he's on the Phillies, so they got some pop in the lineup to help him out. Uh, Eliza Hernandez, another guy I like. I do like that bet for sure, but issue again is you're asking a lot. It's just I see what you're doing. You probably don't care how super well these guys pitch. You're hoping that they pitch pretty well and then have the amount of Ks and wins. But you also did pick a lot of team players on teams that like are like not super huge winning teams, um, and Gonsolin unfortunately doesn't have the job. 
uh, he had just lost out on it. He's going to start in the pen, it looks like. Um, but who knows what that means to the Dodgers. So that's why I got Conroy 7, Playboy Island, formerly the Semyon States Roy, uh, and Grody uh, Player of the Week. I'm just calling him that because he's Grody. Um, over to Brett now. Oh, I'm sorry. Playboy Island was 8. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Brett is 7. Scott's Tots. This is the first one who has, like, ratings that are more evened out. I ranked him B-minus on both his hitting and pitching. So, his hitting has Acuna, Devers, and Mendesi. Not bad. Mendesi, you have to hope, repeats to that extent that he just didn't be able to hit legitly in that Kansas City lineup. But he'll have the stolen bases, so you can pretty much count on that. Um, the only issue is, like... Him and Acuna, again, that I've said for other team, I feel like it's always like a two-team combo. Um, Mendesi and Acuna are like the guys you're counting on for stolen bases, right? Um, and then after that, you're just hoping other people scrap up some. And that's sometimes tough to do. So there's not cons- consistent stolen bases. So that kind of hurt the rating a little bit. But um, it's, also, oh, it's just hoping for some ki- guys to come back to form. And it just feels like there's a little bit too much. And what I mean by that is Altuve, you're hoping, I'm assuming, you're hoping for this team to be more dominant. Um, to be like a legit player again. Very possible. Um, it's just you have to have that hit. Because that would be a huge help for your average. Because your team has a lot of low averages. So Altuve coming back into form is a great average hitter. That would be massive for your lineup. So he has to come back into form. Jorge Polanco, although it's not like a crazy um, bet that you have on him, I have on on, on the uh, Google Doc that you have um, Fletcher to be able to replace him. Right now you have Ty France, whatever, either one. Um, so like, you, you have a backup for Polanco, but you're hoping Polanco, again, is an average hitter with some pop even because he does have that. So you're hoping he comes back into form. He can help your team average. Open Suarez cannot hear hit near the Mendoza line, keep the pop, but not hit 202. He has to come back in the form. Castellanos, I like, but he needs to bring the average up to where he normally does. Kepler has to come back in the form. So it's just a lot of these guys, even if they don't come back in the form, are still producing a good amount. But the thing is, when I'm looking at other teams, I feel like other teams are stronger unless all these players do hit, or most of them, right? And if they do hit, then I'm way wrong and you're going to pop up and be a good team. Uh, and you very well might. I, it's just looking at overall hitting now without the season even starting. I just feel there's a bit of a decent amount of bets being placed on some players that it it's possible it couldn't happen. And, this, and that kind of also is somewhat similar for the B- in the pitching. So you Darvish, Jack Flaherty, Zach Grinke. Reached on Grinky a little bit, but I'm, I'm okay with that. Grinky's always been a really solid guy. You uh, Darvish and Flaherty. So you Darvish, no one probably considers him a risk other than me, I'd assume. But I consider him a risk as a full-on ace. That's the only issue, right? Um, he's never been this kind of ace, particularly until Dane back to like the Rangers. I'm not saying he doesn't have it, and I'm not saying he won't do good. I'm just not sure he's pitching at a 2 ERA with an under-one whip. He walks people normally, and all of a sudden last year, down big time. I just need to see it again. Regardless, I think he's a very good pitcher, so he's not bad to have, so I'm not saying that. But then you have to take the bet on Flaherty coming back in the form, which I think is very probable, but what if it doesn't? Um, Charlie Morton, 
at his age, he has to come back into form after having a bit of a short season problem. Uh, I guess I'll even throw Grinky in. But Grinky, no, Grinky's fine. Grinky's probably fine. He's also on a team that can win, and so is Charlie Morton now, although he was on uh, Tampa Bay last year who made to the World Series. So uh, Paxton has to come back into form. Kimbrell is just a yikes. That's what I'm saying with your closing is also rough. Um, Taylor Rogers is in closing. Uh, he will, at best, split time with Colome. Um, Kimbrell was such a yikes last season. Uh, closing. He really has been for the last two seasons. He's just had so much issues with control. Um, I like the bet on Fairbanks. Uh, I do like the bet on Fairbanks. So I'll give you that one. Um, but overall, I just feel like there's a bit of some question marks that if they hit home, this team hits home. And that could be massive. Um, so B minus, B minus, just on the idea that I'm not in love with the rosters, right? And we go over to Pete. Pete is number six. So hopefully I'm going to try and move along a little bit. I'm going a little bit too long in people's teams. But then we got Pete. And uh, I got B, B minus. So a little bit better, right? Um, the overall lineup, I just feel, has a good amount more pop and some guys you can trust in. Uh, Vaughn, definitely not particularly someone you can trust in. But I do like him. I just hope he gets enough playing time. He should be fine. He looks like he's going to full-time DH. He can always... Step in for a Brayu too to give him some rest. He got a nice catcher in Will Smith. Rizzo. No one's in love with Rizzo anymore, but he's still solid. Merrifield's very nice. Yo, Yo Mankata. Oh, yeah. My baby. Uh, Mookie. Grisham unfortunately starts in 10-day uh, IL. But he's got some bench spots. He can pop up really quick. and he's a, He's got a nice little team. I don't love Edmund. I don't love Tavares, and the bet on a Rosarena is a little tough. But if Rosarena hits, and you have Mookie, Grisham, or Rosarena, and you'll probably have Mer- Merrifield down your outfield, uh, great outfield. Great four people. That last spot isn't the wor- end of the world. Edmund, if he hits and does well, you're good. Um, when it comes to the pitching, the reason why I gave a B- minus is because of the fact that overall, like, um, si- well, Sixto... Unfortunately, getting dropped down to the minors is real rough, right? Sonny Gray is also probably going to start a little bit hurt. I don't think he's going on the full IL. Um, let me see, actually. Um, so going to start a little hurt. A couple of them. I think we're good. Good spot. Got to get in some games. He, they got ramping back up to 100%. Okay, so he might miss a little time. But he's still been really good with Cincinnati. Um, 6-0 being sent to the alternate site hurts. Doesn't mean that they're not going to call him up, you know? Um, they could call him up to make a start here or there, um, but clearly they don't see him in the top five in view at the moment, which is really unfortunate because of how talented. Uh, I said Atlanta, I'm sorry, um, in Miami. Um, I don't know how he's not better than five pitchers in Miami. He should have been in the rotation. It stinks. But uh, the pitchers like like uh, Herman, uh, Sixto, Savale, um, you know, guys like that, I actually like the bets that you took. Um, I do. There's some guys who are technically considered more low-end, uh, but I except for Sixto. Unfortunately, now he seems low-end because he might not start off in the majors, but I like him. Um, also, your closing, you know, you have two guys who are pretty much locked in, right? You got uh, Romano, you got Rosenthal, and those two are pretty much deadlocks to close. Colin May should be, but unfortunately isn't at the moment, so... Having two closers that are actually locked into their spots more or less right now is massive. So 
That's why I gave a B B minus, just because the the starters could feel a little weak after Bueller and Glass now, and and Gray. Um, but hey, if those guys hit, like I said, that that's a huge upgrade for your pitching as well. Let me go over to Dane. A minus hitting. Uh, sorry, New York Skankies. A minus hitting and C plus pitching. So overall. I did like Dane's team, um, except for the bottom of his outfield. Pretty much I thought his whole team was nice. Or, like, for sure nice. I, I still don't hate the bottom of his outfield. I think Hayes and Carlson are decent bets. Um, I just, like, the other players, like Vladdy Guerrero, Bellinger, Judge, Teoscar Hernandez, Javier Baez, Turner, Baum, Brandon Lau. Like, everyone is someone I'm just like, that's a good player. Um, and there's legit pop in this team, for sure. Uh, Trey Turner's going to have to mostly pay, pace you in steals. So that's the only reason why I gave you an A- instead of an A. Um, where there's a little bit less overall steals. But, like, some elite bats are in there. Now you just got to figure out, you know, Fran Miel or uh, Jorge Soler. Right? Every freaking week. I would see if you can trade one of them for some value uh, to someone. Um, but... Otherwise, you have two big boppers in that DH utility spot, and you're just going to have to stress over, you know, which one goes in which day. So, uh, other uh, other than that, man, good freaking hitting. It's one of my favorite uh, hitting lineups that was drafted. Um, going over to the pitching, though, my only issue with your pitching, when you look at last year's stats, right, like your pitching looks like probably best in the league. All having like two, three areas. Low whips, fantastic. Now, if that were to reciprocate into an, the ne- this season, you have like the, one of the best pitching sets in the league, easily. Not even a question, right? My only issue with it is that Nola, Nola is easily is so nice, so good, but he can be inconsistent in his career. He's had some times where he has been not super great. So as an ace, he's not like crazy lock, but I'm not worried about him. He he's Aaron Nola. He's gonna do good, right? Um. It's the five starting pitchers after that I am a little worried about. So you got Corbin Burns, drafted him early. He is a good bet, but this is his first season really doing something to that level. Almost 90 Ks and 59 innings and a 1-2 ERA and a 1 whip. I don't know if he can pitch that well in, through 162 games. Maybe 100. Yeah, yeah. Um, Max Freed, I like him too. He's a he's probably of your bets the safest one, um, but he is technically a small bet to do it to that level again. Pablo Lopez, same thing. Kluber, you're betting big on him. Urquidy, betting big on him being a legit ass starter. So and Bassett, so it's just a lot of like what ifs. If even like you need most of them to hit, that's the problem. And if only some of them hit. Your starting pitching is good but thin, and then you have to figure out what to do that from that point on. But uh, regardless, getting past that, I love the bet on Hicks. It was so worth it, especially where you got him. And then Hand and Jansen, super reliable, good closers. Uh, Hand on his new team in Washington. Great pickups on the, on the closer side of things. Um, so that was the fifth-ranked team. Now we're getting in the top four. Top four, Tyler is next. So I gave him double Bs. Hitting and pitching, right? Uh, hitter, top hitters for him are Yelly, Bogarts, Seager. Um, overall, this team really has, like, they complement each other really well. That's the first thing I noticed about the team is that 
he has some steals all over the place, especially in his outfield. Yelly, if he can steal a little bit more like he did last season. Then you got Solak, who who you, uh, can steal. Um, Lornado can steal. Uh, Bogarts can steal. You got some guys who can do it. And if they can all steal a little bit together, um, you have no huge guys, but they might be able to give you a bit of speed. Um, and the thing that I, here, I'll say it again, the thing that I put into the document about Tyler's hitting is, sure, not everyone can be run, run producers, but several can. Um, sure, nobody blows you away with speed, but a lot of guys can do some stuff on the base paths. Lastly, um, sure, some guys hit for low averages, but others really can hit for average. Um, it's just that idea that they complement each other. Um, sorry. Everyone compliments each other, and it's, and it's really nice. So it's going to go one or two ways, right? Either the team will complement each other at the right times in certain matchups, and it'll be too weak and too inconsistent to win categories often. Or, I'm dead wrong, and it's the complete opposite, and all year they're picking up each other's deficiencies. If that happens, boom. That's massive for your team. Jordan, if he goes off, doesn't get injured. That's a big bopper for your team on top of Seager, Matt Olsen, all these guys who don't always hit for super amazing averages. Get lifted up by others like Bogarts and Seager. Be a be super strong hitting team overall, five category. Uh, when it comes to pitching, B, Jacob DeGrom. Gotta give that A-plus on that pick. I'm always going to. Him and Cole give the A-pluses. Um, Lance Lynn, I'd like. And I think his next best pitcher, even though uh, Barrios is third, is Zach Plesak. Um So he's got really good pitching, especially top end. It's just not super great. Um, could easily be great better if he had more closes that were more subtle in. So he just did pick up a bunch. So he picked up Barnes, Bass, and then he got Pomerantz and Castillo. Pomerantz still could compete for that job, but right now people do think it is Emilio Pagan. Um, Castillo will probably get the Tampa Bay job, but Fairbanks, like I said earlier, for Brett's team, will be pushing for that. But Bass and Barnes seem to be pretty good in setting their spot. Barnes could lose it, but I don't think he will. He's also been there for longer than Adovino, so I think he'll get it. The only issue with starting pitching, especially with Gallon starting off hurt, is you have to hope uh, Tyler Mayle and Jordan Montgomery pitch to a, 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 at least quality level all year, and obviously that Montgomery doesn't lose his rotation spot later on to a young guy or Severino coming back, something like that. So that Ian Anderson, please, Zach Berrios, Lynn don't have to be gods. So you know DeGrom's going to be, right? Lynn will probably be. I know a lot of people soured on him in the draft for where he was going. He'll, he's probably going to be very good. He changes teams every year, so I'm not worried about the team change. And he always pitches lights out. I'm assuming he'll probably be fine. Berrios be, is consistently a high 3 or a pitcher. So it's hard to count on him, which is why I'm saying a little more that Mayo and Montgomery have to, you know, be good players for you. Same with Gallon. Um, just because what if Berrios pitches like a 4-1 to end the season? You would need some guys to bring that down. Those guys could definitely be Ian Anderson and Plezak. Both of them. Yes, very inexperienced, only one year of that level of extreme dominance as, as a pitcher, but they were extremely dominant as a pitcher. Please, Zach, with the personality issues, with the COVID stuff, um, and then Ian Anderson barely got much time, but in the minors, he's been a monster, and when he came to the majors, he was wrecking. So, 
Overall, I gave a B grading better than some of the other ones because the fact that DeGrom's on the team, first off, so that anchors it real well. He's a, He does have some closing, closing guys, so it is a bit balanced. And I do like a lot of his bets on players. I don't think he has anyone super risky other than Merrill. I think Montgomery's a good good bet. Gallon was great for where he got him, um, starting off her whatever. Um, he might be back sooner than we think. So, Tyler's team overall I did pretty much like. Um, now we go over to Fear Boners, Chris. So, I gave him an A- hitting and a B pitching. So, just as good as Tyler's pitching, but better hitting. Um, so, I gave... He has Jose Ramirez, Francisco Lindor, and Anthony Rendon. Three, like, super solid hitters right there. Um, also... The first two mentioned provide big speed, and that, I am going to point out, is going to be extraordinarily important for them to continue that. Because, my gut goodness, no one else runs on this team. Really no one else. I guess Hap could a little. Schwarber ain't going anywhere. Mancini ain't. JD ain't. Martinez. Gallo probably won't. Springer, I guess, could a little. I don't think anymore. Rendon isn't. DeJong, like, I, I can keep going. I'm just saying, no one's going to steal bags other than those two. So that is the reason why he didn't get an A. He got an A-. minus. Um, and other than middle infield, a.k.a. Paul DeJong, being a bit of a question mark, I don't really think there's anyone I don't like on the whole team. Um, really, everyone's really nice and spot on. The only thing I'll say is that average could be a little bit of an issue. But there should be some players that hit for low average that should hit for better. Like Ryan McMahon hits for normally pretty good average. Shouldn't hit 215 again. Josh Bell shouldn't hit 220 again. Um, Gallo, you're hoping he doesn't hit 180, but you're not expecting a good average. Same with Schwarber, but you're not expecting a 188 from Schwarber. You're expecting like 220. JD used to be a perennial like 320 hitter. He hit 213, you know? So there's good bets placed on guys having average bounce backs. But as of right now, it looks like average could be an issue. But the pop is there. And as long as Lindor and Ramirez can steal some bags, he should be able to swipe that category every once in a while. I think really solid overall hitting. Um, and you go to the pitching. His only issue, I love the whole staff, literally. Devin Williams is a safe bet. He ever gets the job, you have one of the best relievers in baseball after winning Rookie of the Year and Reliever of the Year last season. Um, and he, regardless, even if he doesn't, he'll probably get over 100 Ks easily from a release, release spot and be a consistent source of Ks for you week by week. Um, the only issue with this whole team, even though he's got good closers and Hendricks, Diaz, I even like Rafael Montero. He's got Bard who's locked into his spot. Richard Rodriguez hopefully gets his spot as well. It's just no extreme top-end starter. Luis Castillo, we've been talking about for years, hopefully he can be that guy, and I think he probably could. But he needs to take that next step to being like a top 10 fantasy guy. And if he is, this is probably the best pitching in the whole league. Um, because the, the closing is so quality on top of the pitching. Maeda, yeah, you're taking a small bit on him. But he's going to do that again, in my opinion. I, I don't think that's in, in worry. Cindy Alcantara is the ace for Miami. He's got him there. John Means is a good bounce back candidate. Uh, then you got Wheeler, Corbin, Stroman. All known, well, well, well pitched guys. So, overall, the like, Fear Bowlers got really good um, starting pitching. Um, it's not quite as good as some other teams, 
but this closing with it is massive. Uh, the relief pitchers are huge. So that is going to clearly anchor his team. He could even get rid of some of that closing if he wants for some more starters, vice versa. He can kind of mix, mix with it, but regardless, um, really strong. And then we get to my team. I ranked myself second. I don't normally like to rank myself high because I know everyone's going to rage on me. Um, but here it goes. Really, other than Gary, I don't see a way that my team doesn't end up hitting pretty well. So I gave myself a B plus. Of course, Gary is really volatile. We've all talked about it, right? But I still think it's good enough to give a B plus overall. Um, Freddie Freeman, MVP. Biggio's a good bet. Nolan Arenado, Dansby Swanson had a fantastic year. He, I'm, assume, I'm not expecting him to hit to that extent. But if he hits anywhere near that, that's a great shortstop. Magical, I got crazy late. Nick Magical for uh, the White Sox. I got almost towards 200 when he normally goes somewhere near 130. So, yeah. Um, he'll hopefully be a nice source of average and stolen bases at the very least. Chris Bryant's a good bounce back candidate. And then the outfield has depth. I got Kyle Lewis late. I got Otani's son, my freaking boy. Um, Benintendi, Meadows, Yastrzemski, Blackman, Conforto. It's just super solid. Um, I think other teams have more overall big-time pop. But I just think overall my team's going to be able to compete with a lot of teams and also get nice stolen bases from a few of these guys too um, who can steal. Um, Otani can definitely steal. Kyle Lewis can steal when he's healthy. Um, Benintendi may be able to steal a little bit. Meadows, Yastrzemski, uh, Magical, as I said. Even Dansby and, and uh, Biggio. So we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. But right now I'm ranking myself a B plus. Um, some injuries need to come back. I know Kyle Lewis is going to be huge for my lineup. Um, but regardless, then you go to the pitching. Right now, not kidding, I think I have the best pitching in the league. A minus. I hope this isn't biased. I really don't think it is. Uh, but Garrett Cole, Blake Snell, and Kyle Hendricks. Top three pitchers. All those guys went off last season and are long-term quality pitchers. Obviously, Cole, we know. Um, Blake Snell just goes into an even better position now where he's not going to get pulled after four innings um, in San Diego, being the number two there behind Darvish. And then Kyle Hendricks, we know who's the ace in Chicago, has been quality for years. Even if he hasn't pitched that same Ks that he got last season, he can get wins in the array. All the time. Earring whip. He's just super solid at just keeping people off the base paths. I think Paddock is a good bet. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say he's an amazing pitcher. Uh, because he has the stuff. He needs to put it together. But, my goodness. If he does, he's he's a very good pitcher. Uh, my only issue, like I've said with several other teams, is closing. Uh, no one has, like, firm held jobs. So, that'll be my problem. Uh, Soroka was also a great late pick. So, I like my overall team. And number one, again, freaking Ethan DeSimone, the pool pals, man. Pool pals in general. So I gave him an A minus B plus. A minus hitting B plus pitching. He's got LeMahieu, Abreu, and Ozuna. He's got a lot of good quality end guys because he traded a lot of his top overall picks for early top picks. And he ended up getting a really nice mix of a lot of different things. He's got some speed, he's got average hitters, he's got pop. All over the place. I loved his pick as Cronenworth. I wanted him really bad. I think he's a good bet to be a great super utility. All over the middle infield. Um, for San Diego. 
And then you got guys like Ozuna who went off. I'm not sure he'll do that, but even if he doesn't, you're still happy with his normal production. Um, Brantley and Frazier at the bottom of the outfield, I really like those bets. Correa for where he got him was a great pick, even though it's gross. But Real Muto, Jose Breu, DJ LeMahieu, Matt Chapman, Tim Anderson as the infield, my God, that is probably the strongest infield in the league. So then you mix that with the pitching. Yeah, Scherzer might not be exactly as Scherzer he was. That whip is really scary to see. He's just letting on people way too often. Um, but when you mix him with Kershaw, to be able to temper him down while Scherzer get the Ks, I think that's a good blend of they kind of bounce off each other well. And then you got great closing. And really just one pitcher, and that's all you need. Hater, Because he finally gets the job this year to show really as a closer what he can do. Hater's going to be massive. I love Hunjin Ryu, Keichel, Will Smith, Amir Garrett. So there's really some good players on this team. So I know I've rambled on real long for everything. I just want to give everyone a good description of where I think their team is at. Uh, I didn't want to short anyone um, on anything. And that's why I also have the Google Doc too, right? So I'll post that and I'll post this to Twitter and... uh I can't wait for the season, man. Two more days. Really, not even that now. Um, And it's season freaking 10. Season 10 for us. And one last time, I'll say good luck because you're going to need it because I'm going to be on that wiver. Oh, Jesus, I said wiver. Wire. I'm not restarting the video. It's wire. (laughs) I'm going to be on that wire like white on rice, baby. Watch out. I already got Severino. I'm coming for you. And you're not going to freaking, like, censor me. I'm actually not kidding. You aren't. This (laughs) this time, I won't let you.